And now we take you to Evangel Church in Tallahassee, Florida, to another powerful, life-changing message. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Well, good morning, Evangel Church, and welcome to week one of our Brunch Church, and happy Mother's Day. For those of you that are joining us in person, thank you so much for coming out today. And for those of you that are watching online, we love you. We can't wait to see you in person. And we are so excited about our renovation. Friends, let me tell you, we're only uh, week one into this and already just the excitement of what I see happening around this church building is just, it's, a, it's amazing. And so we wanna thank you so much for your faithfulness and giving toward this project and just really help Helping our, our youth and our kids area to be updated and our auditorium to be updated. We are really super excited and thrilled to be able to do this. Well, listen, we are going to dive into God's word today. And, and I want you to grab your smartphones. I want you to grab your Bibles because we're going to read a, a pretty big portion of scripture today. And we're going to talk about a, a woman in the Bible. So over the next couple weeks, Ryan and I are each going to take some men and women of the Bible that really speak to us. Their stories speak to us. And, and we want to share that with you on how we can use these stories to impact our everyday life. One of the reasons why I love this woman in the Bible is because she is a worshiper. I don't know about you, but I love when I read um, portions of scripture and men and women in the Bible who are imperfect and yet still love to worship the Lord. So this morning, I have the honor of sharing with you about the woman with the alabaster jar. And so why don't we start with prayer this morning and we're going to say our prayer that we that we say together every week. So if you want to repeat this with me, let's say this together. Father, as I open your word today, speak to me. May I have ears to hear, a heart to receive and the courage to respond in Jesus name. Amen. All right, so this morning we're gonna talk about the woman with the alabaster jar. So go ahead and open up your Bibles or your smartphones to Luke chapter seven. We're gonna, I'm gonna read out of the New Living Translation this morning. But I love this woman. She does things really differently. We're gonna talk a little bit about the different cultural um, norms that were going on in Jesus' Jesus's day. It might seem a little odd or a little strange for us here today, but I want us to open up God's word and really see what it means, what she did as an act of worship to Jesus and for the Lord and how we can apply that to our everyday life today. So this woman, I read a book years and years ago. This was before I got married and it was talking about this woman and it talked about how she worshiped the Lord with reckless abandonment that she didn't care. She was beyond caring. I don't know if you've ever gotten to that point where you like, I don't care anymore. Like, I don't care if I look crazy because where my life is headed right now, it's got to change. And one of the things that I love about this woman is that she was reckless in her worship and reckless in her love for the Lord. And I don't mean like, oh, you know, throw anything at the wind or, you know, it, it wasn't solid and it wasn't real. 
what I'm talking about is it was extravagant. It was so over the top. What she did as she worshiped the Lord. And we're going to read about that here in scripture. So as we look at Luke chapter 7, a little bit of background and a little bit of, of story. Jesus is traveling through uh, Jerusalem and Judea and he's invited to dinner by a Pharisee. So we don't know. Sometimes the Pharisees always tried to set up Jesus, right? Like some of them were, were curious. We, we, we hear about Nicodemus. Some were curious, really curious. They, they knew the scripture. They knew the law. And they knew the, even the prophetic messianic psalms that were given and the prophecies that were given. And so they, it had to like, mm, this is kind of different. This is kind of weird. He's really kind of fulfilling some of these. And so we don't know if this Pharisee inviting Jesus to his home for dinner was uh, an act of setting him up because they love to set him up with questions and really kind of try to, you know, make him feel like, you know, have him answer something wrong. So we don't know really the reasoning why, but this Pharisee invited Jesus to dinner. And this is where we meet this woman. This woman comes to the house of the Pharisee and does something that is beyond their understanding and comprehension. She takes a jar of very expensive perfume and in their mind wastes it on, on our Savior. And so let's dive into this, this story. And we're going to read a, a good portion of scripture and we'll, we'll stop a little bit and talk. But verse 36 says, And one of the Pharisees asked Jesus to have dinner with him. So Jesus went to his home and sat down to eat. When a certain immoral woman, and underline that, a certain immoral woman from that city heard he was eating there. She brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. Verse 38. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet... He would know what kind of woman is touching him. She is a sinner. Let's stop right there because here, here we see um, this Pharisee and, and Jesus calls him Simon later is thinking to himself, if, if this, he, he's watching this scene go on and he's thinking, if Jesus really was a prophet, he would know the woman that is touching him and he would put a stop to it. I love verse 40. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, okay, he's going to prove to himself, right? I am a prophet. I'm going to answer what you were thinking. Then Jesus answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. Go ahead, teacher, Simon replied. Then Jesus told him this story. We talked about this a couple weeks ago or last week, I think. I love when Jesus tells the story. He shares a story to explain to us the simplicity of God's word. Sometimes I think we make it so complicated, right? We make it so complicated, but it's so simple. It's all about love and compassion and restoration. And so Jesus tells Simon this story. A man loaned money to two people, 500 pieces of silver to one and 50 pieces to another, but neither of them could repay him. 
So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debt. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a holy kiss, but from the time I first came in, she has not stopped kissing my feet. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with a rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love, but a person who is forgiven little shows only a little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, who is this man that he goes around forgiving sins? And, the, and then Jesus ignored that and said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. We're going to break this down a little bit. Well, what an amazing story of the forgiveness and the love of God. This woman acted out of an act of worship because of the love that she had received from her Savior. And friends, our responses at times need to match the love and the compassion that our Savior first showed us. That if we understand that He loves us so much, that He died on a cross for our sins, forgiving us everything, wiping it clean, then our response should be an act of extravagant worship at the feet of our Savior. And friend, I want us to learn from this amazing woman. And the first thing I want you to know about her is she was brave. Verse 37 says, when a certain immoral woman from the city heard that she heard where he was eating, she brought a beautiful alabaster jar filled with expensive perfume. She knew her reputation and she walked in to the religious leader's house anyway. Have you ever heard someone say that they will never walk, step foot into a church because they're sure that they will be struck by lightning the minute they stepped in? Because, oh, I've done so much. There's no way God can forgive me of anything. This woman didn't have that thought. If she did, it was fleeting because she was brave enough to walk into the room, walk into the room where she would be judged, where she would be looked at as different. And instead, she, her compassion and her love for the Lord was so great. Her desire to worship him was so great that she walked past the religious leaders and all the judgment and she went to his feet. Friend, are we that brave? In this day and age, are we that brave that we will stand and say, I will worship my Savior for what he has done for me. I don't care if you look at me as crazy or unworthy or as a hypocrite or as, as dumb. I don't care. I'm going to walk into the room and I'm going to kneel at the feet of my Savior. She was brave. Listen, the next thing she was is she was broken. Verse 38 says, then she knelt behind him weeping. 
she didn't come before the Lord with her hair done and her makeup on and you know with oh praise God everything's going good it's yeah are you doing I'm doing great thank you no she came in real and open and honest and transparent weeping before the Lord weeping I love that one of our core values for this church is transparency that we choose to live life without the mask that we're not going to come in and say it's okay when it's not okay now i'm not suggesting you tell everyone in tallahassee and all over facebook world and and everywhere all of your problems and all of your drama i'm not i'm not saying that but what i am saying if there's anyone that you can be real and open and transparent and honest with it's jesus you can be real with Jesus. You can walk before the Lord and tell him and pour out your heart to him, weeping and broken. We can be real with our Savior. He doesn't judge us. In fact, he has compassion for us. He has love for us. The first thing is she was brave. She walked into the room. And secondly, she was broken. She was real. She walked in and began to weep before her savior. The third thing is, is she became a servant. Listen to the rest of verse 38. Her tears fell on his feet and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. Jesus explains to us in the story when he's talking with Simon, the reason why she's doing this. Although it seems strange and odd to us, it's not strange and odd in those days. You see, when they would come into a home, the servant of the house or the host, if they didn't have servants, would offer a basin of water. And if there was a servant there, they would wash the guests feet and dry them off with a towel because the roads were dusty. They didn't have paved roads. And so they would do that. Then the host of the house would come give a holy kiss to the men that were walking in and then give them olive oil to anoint or refresh them from a long journey or travel. So Jesus references this when he's talking to Simon and said, you didn't do any of that for me. But this woman came in. She was brave enough to walk in. She was broken enough to be real. And she humbled herself to become a servant. So she began to wash Jesus's feet, not with a basin of water, but with her tears. And she dried his feet, not with a towel, but with her hair. And then she began to kiss his feet with a holy kiss and then broke this alabaster jar. Here's our extravagant worship. She broke this alabaster jar of perfume that was very, very pricely and very costly over his feet and began to weep and worship at his feet. Friend, she was a servant. The last and final thing that I want to share about this amazing woman is that she was forgiven. That Jesus, at the end of this, turns to her and says this, I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little only shows little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, your sins are forgiven. I don't know about you, 
but I need forgiveness like this woman every day. What does it cost us to walk before the Lord, to be brave, to walk in? And maybe it's been a while since you've walked into the presence of the Lord, that you have walked in so much shame and so much guilt that you have allowed the enemy of your soul to keep you from being brave and courageous to walk in to the presence of our Savior. I'm going to talk to the moms for a minute here because some of you guys might be feeling what some a real thing called mom guilt. That, desire, that, that wish that we could have done something different. I wish I would have done this differently. I wish I would have acted differently. I, I wish I would have done this or that. And the enemy wants us to stay in this in this attitude of mom guilt instead of letting that go and allowing the Holy Spirit to, you know, convict us where we need to go and apologize. But once we've apologized, it's clean. It's done. When once we've repented before the Lord and, and sought re reconciliation with the person in front of us, it's gone. It's forgiven. And if that's keeping you from being brave enough to walk into the presence of the Lord, friend, let me tell you, do not allow the enemy of your soul to steal from you this moment of extravagant worship in front of your Savior. Maybe, maybe you today have a hard time being broken before the Lord, that you have to hold it all together, that you have to share and, and have to be like, no, I, I won't be broken. I won't show my realness. I won't show that I'm struggling. And friend, let me tell you, if you're going to be real with anybody, be real with the Lord. Walk into his presence and be open. Tell him what you're struggling with. Tell him what's frustrating you. Tell him what's depressing you and making you upset. Tell him the, the words that are raging in your mind that you are desperate to get rid of. Go before the Lord and be real. Maybe you need to be a servant today. Maybe it's been a while since you've actually served the Lord in worship getting before him and bowing before him. And if he does nothing else for you, you become the servant. You begin to worship at his feet. An act of worship that is extravagant, that costs you something. Listen, this worship cost her something. I love the book, the, the story about David where he went to this land and he found this land and he wanted to worship the Lord and set up an altar to worship the Lord. And, and the man that owned the land said, you, you can have it. You can have this portion of land. Go ahead and worship the Lord. And David replied, no, I will not worship where it costs me nothing. I will pay to be able to worship the Lord. Sometimes we need to take on that act of the servant with extravagant worship and allow it to cost us something. Maybe cost us our time. Yes, maybe cost us, you know, our talent, our, 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 our abilities and our talents. And maybe, you know, maybe somebody's going to judge us when we in a moment begin to thank God for something that's happened in our life. Instead of hiding that, we are open and free to share our faith. Maybe that's that moment of servanthood, that moment of worship that we can pour out to the Lord. And maybe you need to know today that you are forgiven. You're forgiven. Don't allow the enemy to put on you that the things of your life have not been forgiven. We're forgiven. And I love that about this story. 
that Jesus takes us on this on this journey with this woman. And we get to see, as, as, as Luke wrote this story, we get to see her being brave. We get to see her being broken. We get to see her being a servant. But finally, we get to see the Savior look at her and say, you are forgiven. I don't know about you, but that gives hope to my soul that what I walk through and the decisions and the choices that I make on a daily, that I can be forgiven. I have to humble myself before the Lord. I have to admit that His word is true. I have to allow the Holy Spirit to convict me, but I can be forgiven. Friend, take a moment and ask yourself, will I respond like this woman? Do I respond like this woman? Am I allowing the Lord to, to heal my heart? Am I allowing the Lord to be the Lord of my life? I encourage you as we, as we transition out of you know, this, um, this uh, ser- sermon series that we just talked about of redo, redoing our past and, and getting past our past, I encourage you like this woman, take that step of faith, be brave. Be brave before the Lord. Take a step of faith and go before the Lord and ask the Lord to help you. Be broken, be honest, be real, be transparent, and be a servant before the Lord. Let's pray together today. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this moment that we have together to worship you. Lord, I thank you for the story of this woman and her thoughts and her heart towards you how she was recklessly abandoned in her worship. She was extravagant in her worship before you. May we be brave enough to be extravagant before you. May we be a servant before you, Lord. May we serve you and serve your people. And Lord, I lift up today all of those mothers. Lord God, maybe those that that are struggling today and, 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 and are overwhelmed. Lord, I pray peace over them right now. Lord, for those that have uh, that don't have a relationship with their mother or there's a broken relationship with a child, I pray that, that Lord, you would begin to move over their heart and, and begin to restore that relationship. Lord, I pray for those who have, their mother have, has already gone and, and are with you now. Lord, I pray comfort over them in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray for those mothers who have lost a child, that you would be with them closer than you ever have before. Holy Spirit, comfort them. Let them know that they are loved. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We love you guys. Have a blessed day. We pray right now that God uses this message to plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. For more information, visit our website, evangelag.org. Evangel's all about making the name of Jesus famous and His church glorious. We love God, love people, and love life. And we're here for you, working to help draw people from impossible situations into a loving and friendly circle of hope where answers are found and acceptance is given. We invite you to join us for any of our services, Sunday mornings at 10.30 and Wednesday evenings at 7. We're located at 2300 Old Bainbridge Road in Tallahassee, We have fantastic programs for kids and youth, 
and small groups to make deeper connections. And we pray that God blesses you richly and abundantly as you continue to seek Him first in all of your life.